You're listening to the Church on the Move Roswell podcast. We hope this message inspires you, encourages you, and challenges you to take your next step with Jesus. Thanks for listening. Let's check it out. Listen, I'm going to ask them to put the scripture up on the screen. Uh, You know, I heard this message, and so, man, I'm going to break this message down uh, uh, about several things, but I want to start with Exodus chapter 15, verse 3. You know, a lot of people don't understand this about God, um, but he said this in Exodus 15, 3, the Lord is a man of war, the Lord is his name. The Lord is a man of war, and the Lord is his name. There's other scripture uh, translations that the Lord is a warrior, and God wants us to be warriors. We weren't placed on this planet to lose. We weren't placed on this planet to, uh, to succumb or to give up or to quit. We were placed on this planet to fight a war that God is leading. You know, he says right here in Psalms 81, before he talks about, or after he talks about, or before he talks about honey from a rock, he says this. He says, he has given these feasts to remind us of his his triumph over Egypt when he went out to wage war against them. You know, Jesus came to wage, wage war. I said, Jesus came to wage war. And the battle is over us. He's fighting for us. He's fighting for human beings, God's creation, to redeem it, to, to, to give us a way to escape, to save us. He's fighting to save us. And those that have joined that have joined the kingdom, man, when you join the kingdom, he said, I give you an armor. Every single person is armed. Every one of us is armed. And this isn't some rah-rah war speech uh, thing like that. This is the reality of what the word of God says. And the word of God says, I've given you the armor of heavy armor, heavy armor of a warrior to each one of us, and it's spiritual armor that is extremely effective. It's not just extremely effective. It will win victory after victory after victory because our captain, our general, is Jesus Christ. And it's not a physical war with with, uh, bombs and bullets and missiles. It's a spiritual war, and when you win the spiritual war, those natural wars just fall. Those natural enemies will fall when you win the spiritual battle. So often we try to fight in the natural when we need to be fighting in the spiritual. He said in Ephesians 6, if you'll go there with me, Ephesians 6, verse 10, he talks about that very same thing I'm talking about, about the natural versus the spiritual. And this is why so many people lose because they're ignorant. Ignorant doesn't mean stupid. Ignorant doesn't mean, um, you know, incapable of learning. Ignorant means they just don't know. Anybody ever been ignorant? You know, there's things I still don't know, right? And so there's things we don't know. And, you know, what you don't know can hurt you. When you don't understand the spiritual realm, it can hurt you. When you don't know these things, and so often in churches, they don't talk about heaven and hell. They don't talk about demons and angels. They don't talk about this war that's raging, this spiritual battle that's taking place. And so people, even people who know Jesus, are ignorant to it, and the world is totally ignorant to it. They don't even realize whose side they're on. They're so ignorant to this, they're, they're blinded. The Bible says that Satan will bl- blinds them. They can't even see that he does that because Satan's not only the father of lies. Listen, he not only wants to lie to us, but he also wants to hide the truth. So he lies to people, and then he blinds them so he, they believe a lie, and they never have access to the truth. That's why there's this thing, this thought that's taking place all over media, social media, all over the place that says we don't have to present both sides of a story because Satan, is he wants to keep them blind and never hear the truth truth. That's why during COVID, we never saw a national debate with qualified medical professionals on any TV screen debating in front of us to see what the truth was. 
We never saw it. We never saw a debate over where COVID came from. We never saw a debate. We've never seen a national debate. Not one news program has said, I'm going to put doctors that believe in killing babies over here, and I'm going to believe in, I'm going to put doctors over here that believe in saving babies. And let's have a national, let's put it all, let's put the information all out in front. Let's see what we got. You're not going to see that. Why? Because Satan blind, he wants to blind people from the truth. So all they have is the lies. They don't have anything that combats the lies. And so now people, and it's been this way, guys, it didn't just start. When I was in college, and I, you know, I was already a Christian, and I would debate my college professors, uh, man, they hated debate. They didn't want to hear the truth anytime. And when I would come back and bring truth to them, because sometimes they just knew more than I did because they were college professors and I was a kid, you know, going to college. And so when I would face something I didn't understand, I would go out and find the information. I'd come back and say, what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And man, they, they tried to shut that conversation down. And a lot of people that would disagree with me, they'll get mad and cuss and throw a fit and storm off. And I don't throw any rocks at them because I think all of us have probably been in an argument or two that we'd like to walk away from. And sometimes we want to walk away because we know we're wrong. And we don't want to admit it. it happens a lot in marriage, right? Ah, <laughs> oh, I better not say nothing else. I'm get myself in another conversation like that. But, you know, we, 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 we understand. People, Satan, not only wants to lie to people, but he wants to hide the truth, so there's nothing there to combat it. But we need to understand we're in a spiritual war, and we need to, we need to be actively involved in it. We need to be actively involved, not where we're seeing a demon around every corner and being nuts, but I mean, when we deal with spiritual stuff, we know how to do it. We know how to take the word of God, the sword of the, what is it called? The sword of the spirit. It's spiritual, which is the word of God, and know how to use it. Know how to fight back, and you're going to need it. You're going to need it to fight for your family, to fight for your own life, to fight for your health sometime, maybe to fight for the community Fight for our children. Fight for the next generations. It says in Ephesians 6, Now, my beloved ones, I have saved these most important truths for last. Most important, not important, most important truths for last. Be supernaturally infused with strength through your life union with the Lord Jesus. Stand, what? Victorious. He didn't say stand defeated. He said, stand victorious. Why? Because our God is a warrior, and he never loses. He's a trillion victories and zero defeats. And so he says, stand victorious with the force of his explosive power flowing in and through you. Not just in us, but through us to others. Why is it flowing in us? It's flowing in us so we can flow through us so that we can help other people. That's what it's all about. He wants to flow it in us to save us and help us and then through us. Then he said this, put on God's complete set of armor. Let me go back up to verse 10. Now, beloved ones, I have saved the most important truths for last. This is one of those most important truths. Put on God's complete set of armor provided for us so that you will be protected as you fight as you fight, as you fight, as we fight, the Bible says the gates of hell will not prevail against the body of Christ, against the church. When we fight, when we fight, we don't lose. We don't lose when we fight. But we have to fight. Everybody's got to be in this. You know, I've often said, man, I don't want anybody marching behind me. I want brothers and sisters standing shoulder to shoulder, marching together forward. 
You know, there's this song, man, and that song's legit. It's an old song, Onward Christian Warrior, Off to War. Onward Christian Soldier, Off to War. There's a spiritual battle raging for the lives uh, of people, eternal lives. Heaven and hell is fighting a battle to see who can win the most people. And we're here on earth as part of that, of that warring army. And a lot of people are ignorant to the fact they're on the opposite side. When I got saved and accepted Jesus as the Lord, I realized as I was learning about spiritual warfare, I'm like, oh my gosh. It just hit me like a, like a light bulb moment. Like I was on the other side of this thing. That I had a side. I didn't think I had a side. I had a side. I was on the kingdom of darkness side. And I was pulling on people. I was pulling on people. Man, come on, let's go do this. Come on, let's go party. Come on, let's go do this. Come on, let's do this. I was pulling on people to live in darkness with me because the blind like lead the blind. And when you're blind to the truth and you believe the lies, you just keep walking into that darkness. That's why God calls the kingdom of Satan darkness and his kingdom light because when light shines, truth is revealed. Things are exposed. Things are seen. And then you can navigate your way through. He said, put on God's complete set of armor provided to, for us so that you will be protected as you fight against the evil strategies of the accuser. Your hand-to-hand combat is not with human beings, but with the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly realms. For they are a powerful class of demon gods, little G-O-Ds, and evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage, in slavery. They hold this world in slavery, and our job is to lead the charge. Our job is to grab our armor, grab the sword of the Spirit, and fight back and and help people get free from slavery. That's who we are. That's who we're called to be. And you can choose. You have to choose a side in this thing. The world thinks me first. Christian warriors... Think kingdom first. Let me say it again. The world thinks me first. Christian warriors think kingdom first. And God said, if you'll put my kingdom first, what will he do? Add everything you need to you. He said, put me first, I'll put you first. You put God first, he'll put you first. Everything you need. Good times, bad times, you're in a foxhole or you're standing on the, the, the mountain of victory. Regardless of the situation, you put him first, he'll give you everything you need in that situation. Whether it's comfort, peace, wisdom, strength, courage, he'll give you everything you need if you put his kingdom first. But the world thinks me first. And when I was given this list, the list really read, males think me first, warriors think kingdom first. Males, not warriors. There's tons of males, not a lot of warriors. There's a lot of females, not a lot of warriors. But there needs to be. Your family's counting on it. That's why I'll never quit. I'll never quit on my, my, my wife. I'll never quit on my children. I'll never quit on my grandchildren. I'll never quit on any of you. I won't quit on this community. We will fight to the last breath. We will fight to the last word is spoken. We'll fight, we'll fight, we'll fight because people are worth, worth it. People are worth it. Our families are worth it. But we have to understand the spiritual warfare that we're in. We're fighting demonic entities and forces that a lot of churches are like, ooh, ooh, spooky, spooky. Seriously, man, I, I've had so many interesting experiences. I taught at a walk to Emmaus one time when that was real popular, and I taught it, and I led some people to Jesus during during my uh, time of ministry, and you weren't supposed to do that. You're not supposed to pray with anybody. I'm like, I don't care what you say. If I'm preaching, I'm praying. And so I did it, and then there was a father and son that had come that were, they were both really radically lost. Uh, it's a great, great story. And so uh, uh, what happened was when the son began to pray, he began to freak out. And 
the people that were in there freaked out. Well, you know, when everybody, when someone's freaking out, you're not helping by freaking out, right? If they're panicked, you're not helping by panicking. It's like my, my wife and daughter, man, if, I, if there's a bug or a mouse, it's like one of them's like, ah, 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 and then, you know, the other one's like, what, what, it's a mouse, ah, ah. I mean, I'm like, golly. You're not helping each other freaking out, jumping on the furniture. That's not going to do anything for that mouse. We shouldn't freak out when they freak out, but they freaked out. And so they drug them in another room. And they're like, man, Pastor Troy, we don't know what to do. And these are pastors. These are Methodists and other pastors. Ooh, this guy's not freaking out. He's really freaking us out. I walked in the room and I looked at him. And I said, in the name of Jesus, this isn't something I'm bragging about, guys. This is the way it is. I said, in the name of Jesus, come out of him. That spirit left him. He prayed the sinner's prayer right there, gave his heart to Jesus. That father and son were on fire for Jesus. They still are. They were some old cowboys, and man, they're on fire for Jesus. I remember another time. Man, uh, we did a foot washing at this men's meeting in Lubbock, and man, I'm watching this guy. This guy kept turning people down. Nah, I'm not gonna let you. Nah, I'm not gonna let you. Cause it's kind of nasty to wash someone's feet anyway. But he he wasn't gonna let anybody. And so, man, I'm watching this dude. I'm like, man, there's no way. There's something up. I said, there's something up here. So I just went over. I didn't ask him. Everybody else asked him. I didn't ask him. I just started taking his shoes off. He just let me. I took his, and I wasn't trying to be rude or anything. I just started, and he let me, and I started washing his feet, and I started speaking the word over him, and he began to weep, and he began to weep, and then it turned into something else. And he looked up, and he said, there's about 30, 35 men in this room, and he said something like this, all of you. And man, I, I'm like, oh. I'm looking down, I'm like, oh. That's not his voice. And so a couple of men came over, and we, we dealt with him, and we cast this demon out of him. And, man, he was freaked out because he didn't even know we had it. And so um, he's like, man, I would go to youth camp with the Baptist church. I'd go to youth camp, and this, would man this thing would manifest. And they would just, they'd just hold me down and calm me down and say, boy, you can't get that worked up emotionally. And this, this happened to him when he was a teenager several times in, a, in youth camp situations. They finally said, you can't come to youth camp anymore. And this young man now in his mid-30s had dealt with that demon for that whole time, and it was wrecking his life because the body of Christ is ignorant to the spiritual war that's taking place. He came and saw me. He, he met with me for a week straight trying to understand what had happened to him and what was taking place and because he felt free for the first time since his childhood. But let me say this. 35 men in the room, I did not know this happened because we were so focused on this guy that when I stood up after we dealt with this, I looked, there were about four or five men standing against the wall like from me to that, the black wall right there, right there, it's about how big the church was. And then I'm looking like, where's the other 30 guys? And one of them spoke up and said, they're in the foyer or out in the parking lot. Because when he spoke, they ran. It's like being a Jason movie or something, man, right? <laughs> Friday the 13th, whatever those things are. I mean, they all ran. They took off running. Kid you not. And I'm like, how sad is that? That men, when they encounter demonic entities and spiritual warfare, they ran. And only a few stood. Guys, we're not called to be the runners. We're called to be the standers. We're, kind of, we're called to draw our sword, ladies, men. Draw our sword and be the warriors that God has called us to be. He's called us to be spiritual warriors. You don't have to be a physical tough guy to be a spiritual tough one. The world thinks me first. God's people, warriors, his warriors think kingdom first. And they understand how to fight these spiritual wars and that our leader is God. And if he be for us, who could be against us? Right?
He said, there's a hand-to-hand combat, but it's not with human beings. It's with demonic entities operating in rebellion under heaven. They're operating in rebellion to heaven, for they are a powerful class of demon gods and even spirits that hold this dark world in bondage and slavery. Because of this, you must wear all the armor that God provides so you're protected as you confront, as you confront, uh, golly, man, you confront the slanderer, for you are destined for all things and will rise victorious. Put on truth as a belt to strengthen you to stand in triumph. Put on holiness, which we're talking about on Sunday, as the protective armor that covers your heart. Stand on your feet alert. Then you'll always be ready to share the blessings of peace. In every battle, take faith as your wraparound shield, for it is able to extinguish the blazing arrows coming at you from the evil one. The evil one's throwing blazing arrows at you. Their thoughts, their words, their lies, their deception. The same way he talked Eve into sinning and the same way he tried to talk Jesus into sinning is the same way. He's the same. He's never changed. He's trying to lie and deceive you. So so thoughts into your mind that he doesn't exist or to be afraid of him or that you're no good or that you'll never make it or that you'll, you'll never ever feel good again, that nothing good will ever happen to you. I mean, he's throwing every lie, every every thought, every, he'll depress you. He'll get you down and out. If he can get you to believe one little lie, that one little lie can roll around. God compares it. Jesus compares it to just a little leaven in bread. Red only needs a little leaven, and then it mixes all through the bread. That one little lie will mix in all your thoughts and become a catalyst for a lot of your actions based on these little lies that I'm not good enough. I'm not ever going to be good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not this enough, or I'll never recover from this situation or that situation, or I'll never get victory, or I'll never have this, or it always will happen like this. Roswell's mantra when I moved here was, this is how it's always been. Well, guess what? There's a new sheriff in town. His name is the Lord. His name is the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is not going to how it's going to stay. Might have been how it's always been, but this is not how it's going to stay. It's not how it stayed in my family. I, we had addiction and drugs and alcohol for generations, and I said, the, I, what I heard from the devil was, this is what it's, how it's always been. This is who you are. And I said, oh, no, oh, no, there's a new sheriff in here. He's called the Holy Spirit. He's greater than you, and this is not how it's going to be. There's a new direction we're going. But it's going to take warriors, not, not wimps, not males and females, warriors, Christian warriors, to stand up and say, I'm fighting. I'm fighting with my last breath. God, I'm going to go all out in this life, and I'm going to fight. I'm going to speak the word. I'm going to stand on your word. I'm not just going to fight for me and mine. Father, I'm going to get beyond that. I'm going to fight for others. That's why God says, love him with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and love others as you love yourself. If you're fighting for yourself, you should be fighting for some others too. He said, put on holiness as a protective armor that covers your heart. And he says, stand. Then he said, in every battle, take the shield of faith. Then he says this, embrace the power of salvation's full deliverance. You've been fully delivered. By who? By Jesus. Delivered from what? From slavery. Let me say it again. You've been delivered from slavery. You no longer have to be a slave to the way it was always done and how it's always been and generational iniquities, generational sins that bring generational curses. You you can be free from all that. Why? Because the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. He's made us free. He's freed us. But he said you have to know the truth to be set free. That word know means intimately. You have to embrace it and want to know it. Be intimate with the truth about what God says. Otherwise, you'll not never see the strategies of the enemy. You'll never see his strategies. You'll never understand how to fight back. You'll never get it. But when you embrace the word, how you fight back is with the word. 
When I, when I had that, at that walk to Emmaus, when we dealt with that young man, one of the pastors there, this blows my mind. This is the difference between a male and a Christian warrior. This guy was a green beret. He did two tours in blood and guts in Vietnam. This Methodist pastor. I mean, decorated soldier, warrior in the flesh. But after we dealt with that, he said, he said, Pastor Troy, please never, ever deal with something like that in front of me again. And I'm like, why? He said, oh, that stuff freaks me. I don't want anything getting in me. I don't want anything getting on me. I, I mean, he said, I want nothing to do with that kind of stuff. This was a pastor. This is a, this is a physical, this is a man who's a, in the natural is a warrior, but in the spiritual was a wimp. And didn't want to know. He wanted to stay ignorant. He didn't even want to know. He witnessed this and still wanted to stay ignorant to what happened. You can purposely run, but I'm telling you, you cannot hide. This, this will find your house and find your life. And this is time to learn it. It's time to learn how to strategize by following the Spirit of God. He's got a strategy and he has a battle plan. And he always has a plan to win. He said, we must embrace salvation's full deliverance. What is salvation's full deliverance? Man, when you accept Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life, that you're forgiven of all, all your sins. You're forgiven of all of them. All of them. You're forgiven of all your sins. All of them. Sin and guilt, condemnation and shame don't belong to you anymore when you embrace the salvation's full deliverance. When you express... Uh, embrace Jesus' full deliverance. He's delivered you from sin and the penalty of sin and, and the penalties not just in the next life but in this life of shame, guilt, and condemnation. He's delivered you. And he's also delivered you from the power of sin to control you anymore. But you have to embrace it and put on that helmet of salvation. It's interesting that the helmet would be the helmet of salvation and deliverance. Why? Because the battle that's taking place in, in, our, in our lives is in our minds. And it's the battle of, of you're no good or you can't make it or this uh, fear or worry or anxiety or hurt or pain or depression, whatever, whatever it is or anger or whatever thing that is battling your mind versus what the Spirit of God says to you. And the only way to, to fully embrace the helmet of salvation is to get into this word and know it intimately and renew your mind with the word of God. God's word will not only renew your thoughts, your imagination, he'll renew your intellect, he'll renew, he'll renew your personality and bring out the best in you. He'll renew everything, an entire, entire transformation of how you think. I'm not the same person that I was. And when I meet people in the church and they tell me their testimonies, I'm like, man, I can't even see you like that because they're so new. God's made them new. He's made them new. You wouldn't recognize my family. You wouldn't recognize any of us. You wouldn't, if you saw us back in walk anywhere down the street, you would not recognize us at all compared to who we are today. It has nothing to do with how we dress. It's the countenance on our face. It's the spiritual atmosphere that is around us. Just like I wouldn't recognize any of you. Because that's what God does. And when you fully embrace his word, Man, he, you, you start walking in full deliverance. He said, like a helmet to protect your thoughts from, to protect your thoughts from lies. And take the mighty razor sharp spirit sword of the spoken word of God. Take it, it's the spoken word, the rhema word, the spoken word that needs to take place. You have to speak the word, speak it out. The power's in the spoken word. That's why it says Jesus said, I never understood it when I'd read Revelations. So he's coming back on a white horse and he'll have a sword coming out of his mouth. I'm thinking, that's weird. Is he gonna like chop them all up like that? What's he gonna do? I don't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. But then I learned the word and the word. Now I understand the sword coming out of his mouth is the spoken word. He's gonna speak the word. He's gonna speak the word. He's gonna speak the word, and it's a sword. It'll defeat every spiritual enemy. 
But so many people watch these scary movies and scary stuff and think, man, I'm afraid. Listen, we don't have to have any fear of the devil and the demons. None. Zero. Jesus has given, them, given us authority over them, and he's crushed them under his feet. And when we speak the, the word in the name of Jesus, they bow and bend their knee. But you can't, you can't be afraid. You have to embrace the, the warrior spirit of our Father. The Holy Spirit is a warrior. Jesus was a warrior, is a warrior. We have to embrace that. We have to embrace that and begin to pray and speak the word like a warrior does. Like a warrior does. I'm going to give you seven things as we probably won't get through them all today. But in 1 Thessalonians 5.17, these are some of the habits we need to be developing. We need to pray continually. Jesus spoke to the Father both in public and in private. We need to speak to God. When called upon to, to speak publicly, we need to speak. When called, but man, a lot of us, a lot of the time we'll spend is private time where we're speaking to God. And he said, pray in 2 Thessalonians, he said, pray continually. Continually be in prayer. Continually. Number two, he said. He, said, he told us to renew our minds with the word. In Psalms 119, Psalms 119, verse 105. 119, 105. Man, this is good for any season of your life. This should be every season of our life. 119, 105 says this. Truth's shining light guides me in my choices and decisions. The revelation of your word makes my pathway clear. Makes my pathway clear. God's word lights our, guides our steps, lights our pathway, shines out in front of us like a flashlight. He loves it when we read his word and we, we renew our minds with his word. He teaches us how to, when we can't see any further ahead, he'll teach us how to go step by step, day by day. Sometimes we need him just to guide us moment by moment, situation by situation. And when you learn to walk in the steps uh, of the word, where, you, where the word is guiding your steps, eventually you'll look up and God will show you out into the future what your future is. He won't show you everything, but he'll still begin to give you uh, foresight where you'll see out in front. That's what he wants to do. He wants us to learn to live day by day with his word and then see out in front. Why? Why does he want us to see out in front? So we can see the strategies of the enemy and we can see the plan of God to win that battle, to win that victory, to overcome that situation. You know, these are simple things, man, to pray, to read. You would think that it would be so simple that all Christians would do these things, but it's not true. Overwhelmingly, the majority of Christians do not read their Bible. I, I think it's in the 80% tile, like 80% and above, that Christians don't read their word daily. Man, we eat daily. We should read daily. Man, if you drink water daily or drink pop daily or whatever you're drinking, man, you, you need to read the word daily. If, if, we need, if our bodies need food and water daily, then man, that's just to keep our bodies alive, to keep our spirits alive. We need the word daily. It's the word, the water of the word, the meat of the word, the manna, the bread of the word. We need it to keep our spirits strong. To keep our souls focused and on tack on, and on task of what we're trying to get through or accomplish or, or see through. We have to read the word. It's a shame that so many Christians don't, don't make it a priority. You know, when God said, put my kingdom first, that's part of it is to pray and to read the word daily. Man, it's awful quiet in here. That's part of it, that God wants us to, he wants us, that's how you rage spiritual warfare. That's how you take a stand. That's how you stay focused. That's how you stay built up. 
is you got to eat daily. You know, it's tragic when things, when things happen tragically to people. My heart hurts and God's heart hurts. But man, so many people are living through issues and circumstances and negative things. And they haven't really ever prioritized God's kingdom first in their life. And then they wonder, why isn't this happening? Why is this going wrong? And they just never prioritize. And guys, man, I just want to help you. Uh, you got to prioritize. You got you to get up. 50, you got to prioritize. If you have to get up 15, 20 minutes early to pray and read your word, then do so. Do that. Prioritize the kingdom. Prioritize. You know, you wonder, why am I not winning some of these battles? Why am I not being able to shake this thing loose? Well, maybe it's because you're not praying and reading your Bible on a daily basis. I know when you do, you, your day goes better. It doesn't mean that nothing goes wrong, but you handle it, right? Because you're, you're just, you're built up. You've worked out in the spirit. And you might be five foot nothing on the outside. Miss Stella over here, I don't know if she ever hit five foot. <laughs> even in the 80s days with the big hair, I don't even know if she got five feet. <laughs> but I'm telling you, there's a warrior inside that little body. There's a giant in that body. It's not what you are on the outside, it's what you are on the inside that matters. Physical strength will wane. Believe me, you get older, you're just not as strong. Someone asked me the other day, you ever jump? I'm like, yeah, you know what? I really want to jump. I, you know, I want to, you know, I, I think I see something. When I was a kid, I saw something. I just jump up and grab it, like get it down from a shelf or whatever. And now I start to do that. I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump. And then I think, I got to land. I don't, I don't mind the jumping part, but the landing part, nah, I'm going to go get me a stool. I'm going I'm to climb up. Because you're just not as strong. And then sometimes I'm like, oh, I can get that. And I'll just walk up and jump. I'm like, man, I'm like five feet short of it. I'm like, man, I used to be able to get that. Physical strength will wane. Beauty wanes. Physical strength wanes. But the things in the spirit, man. You can get strong. The Bible says, though I, though I uh, uh, fade on the outside, I get stronger and stronger and stronger on the inside. Stronger on the inside. The how you get stronger? Prayer and reading your word. Reading your word. I'm going to, as, as uh, Reed's playing, man, uh, the la one of the uh, third one I want to give you is worship. In Romans 12, 1, this will be the last scripture I read. Romans 12, 1. Man, I went a totally different direction I thought I was going to go. Someone needs to hear this. We all need to hear it. We're the people of the Most High God. We're called to be warriors. We're called to be warriors. Warriors don't quit. Warriors don't give up. He said, fight like a good soldier. Good soldiers don't quit. Good soldiers don't give up. And when, when people fall, when a thousand falls at my side and 10,000 at my right hand, I just keep on going. No matter how, whatever the casualties, whatever the circumstances, man, there's still more life to live. There's still more people to love. There's still more lives at stake. Romans 12. So often we think of worship as a song, and it is. You can worship God with a song. But he says in Romans 12, 1, he said, Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? He said, to surrender yourselves to God to be his sacred living sacrifices and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. What is this? Living for Him. Living for Him is, our, is the most genuine. I've seen people that can run. Man, I, I got saved in a, I don't even know what I was getting into, in a, what I call the crazy-matic church, man. People running around and doing stuff. And you know what I found out years later? That a lot of those people that were putting on those demonstrations at church were steeped in sin, especially sexual sin, steeped in sexual sin. One of them, come to find out, was a witch. 
And so was there on assignment against the church. And so, guys, listen, uh, the, these demonstrations on the outside don't do don't move God as much as a genuine demonstration that my life belongs to Him and I'm going to live day by day as an act of worship to my Father. And when you, when you pray continuously, you read your word, you feed on God's truth, on, on honey from the rock. The honey from the rock is the word of God. When you feed on it, it is sweet to you, and you embrace it, and it begins to become, it was never meant to stay on those pages. You've heard me say it a thousand times. It was meant to come off those pages and come alive. God said, my word is alive and powerful. It's meant to come alive in us and alive in our minds and then alive out of our mouths. We speak the word and we stand on the word and we fight for our families. We fight for our communities. The Bible says in the, the, the Old Testament that Nehemiah and his people, he said, have a sword in one hand and a hammer in another. Let's build and fight. Build and fight. Build and fight. put God's kingdom first let's see the results of it you know the other day you know we talked about forged and you know the money we raised at the men's conference to give away locally and there's a family in our church that said man you know God dealt with our hearts and the exact amount that we raised in forged was the exact amount that they had to give away and they gave it to the church and we doubled everything we gave to all those organizations we doubled everything. The next day after that, another, another person who loves our church gave us another $56,000 to give away. He said, give away. So we had like 81,000 bucks just to give away. And so we made a commitment to give 10000 to the Dream Center in L.A. And we made a commitment. We ran into uh, Luke and Angel Barnett, and they, they run a house that a guy named Jeffers ran, and he, Jeffers was, a, he was in the uh, human trafficking of young girls, and he had like 85 wives from like 10 years old and up, and this guy was a mess, and he, he's, he was selling these, these young women, uh, all these young women around the country, and living in these big communes, and he used, he used all the children, he had 85 wives, and he was birthing, they were birthing children like crazy, and he used all the children as a construction crew, but never paid them anything, so he, he accumulated great wealth, and he bought all this property and all this stuff, and he bought a property in Utah, because he was a Mormon, and he, and he brought this properties in Texas, and finally the Texas authorities caught him and arrested him, he's in, he's in jail for life, but it left hundreds, hundreds and thousands of people hurting and after they sorted out his finances, one of, like his, one of his 85 wives, they, say, they said, this property somehow legally belongs to her. Well, she had left that property because he was gone, and the whole thing fell apart and was exposed, and they were brainwashed and told all these wicked things and controlled by this man who was evil. And they had, they had, a lot of them had migrated to Las Vegas, Nevada, because he would take busloads of of his males and just drop them off because there'd be too many males. He didn't want the males. He wanted the women. And he'd just drop them off in the middle of, uh, of, of Las Vegas and say, you're on your own, go. And so a lot of them came there and one of the, that woman had gotten saved at a dream center in Las Vegas and she went to Luke and Angel and said, listen, I ended up with this property. They owe $400,000 worth of back taxes. I just want to give it to you if you'll pay off the taxes. I'll just sign it all over to you. And just like our God did, our God turned this place that was meant for evil and they paid the taxes and they took it over and those, fam, those men and women that were raised there and birthed there and molested there and hurt there started coming back and they've turned it into a place where they're discovering Jesus and being healed and being ministered to and getting all the help they need to overcome. Just like God to turn what, meant, what Satan meant for evil, now it's meant for good. And it's so awesome to see what they're doing and to see these young women. I saw a picture of a bunch of the young women, how free they looked, how happy they looked, and the healing that was taking place inside of them. So we said, we'll give you $10,000 too. And so we're giving this money away. We're, we're sowing these finances. And before you think I'm going to give it to you, don't come ask me. 
we got a plan. There's a, there's a plan. God wants us to sow it out. But I'm so grateful that we have people believing in what we believe in here and what we want to do. And we're giving away every penny of that. And we're going to make a difference in people's lives with those finances. And what God, God said, when he gives seed to the sower. I was preaching on giving seed to the sower. And here came all this seed. And those families that gave it, I believe their hands and their lives and their children's children will be dramatically blessed. And I know our church will be blessed for giving in a way. Our church will be blessed. Guys, God's moving, church on the move, from being important to significant. I don't know, it's just happening. It's happening right now. Uh, just remember I said this tonight. He's moving us from being really important to our community to significant, to, to a whole nother level that God is moving right now in our church. And it's not me, it's not just you, it's us together cooperating with the Holy Spirit of God and letting him lead us and guide us. It's us raising our sword and saying, here am I, send me God. Here we are, here are we, send us. We will fight the fight. We will stand together. Amen? And we're advancing his kingdom. And his kingdom is gonna get advanced tonight. I'm going to ask everyone to close your eyes, and I want you to consider your life and where you're at right now. You're on a side. You've, you're on a side. I was so ignorant. I didn't know I was on the kingdom of darkness side. I didn't know I was on Satan's side. I didn't know he was using me and causing me to use others and be used, and it was a mess. God opened my eyes in a service just like this. And whether you're online or here, maybe he's opening your eyes. And the blinders are coming off. And you're starting to maybe even understand just a little bit about why you can't get free from this and why you keep repeating these behaviors that keep dragging you down and hurting and destroying and, and devastating those around you and maybe in your own life too, physically, emotionally. Financially, you just keep making the same mistakes. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It goes through your hands like sand. It doesn't matter what, what else you do. You just can't, you can't shake this feeling, this thing from your childhood. You can't shake this thing that you've gotten yourself caught up in. Tonight, because God loves us, loves you. He's taking the blinders off of you so you can see. There's another way. There's another way to live. There's another side to this story right here, right now in this life and the next. God wants to save your life tonight. He wants to forgive you of your sins. He wants to send His Holy Spirit to live inside of you and change your story, change your destiny, change your life for the good. He wants to give you a purpose that's bigger than you. was to take you out of darkness put you in his kingdom of light sounds I mean those all all those words might sound I don't know I don't know what they sound like in your ears but it's the truth there's a truth to it the people in this room most of them are the living are a living testimony to that truth So if that's you and you've never prayed, you've never really prayed and said, God, I, I choose you. You chose to die for my sins and you put the ball in my court. Now, now God, I choose you. I choose you. I choose you.
that's you, you've never prayed. If you're online, just send us a message. Say, I've never prayed. I'm praying right now. I'm praying tonight. If you're watching this on Thursday or Saturday, just send us a message. Say, I prayed on Friday or Saturday whenever I was watching this. It'll be just as real. God's right there too. In this room, I'm going to ask you on the count of three just to raise your hand. Raise your hand up high when I, when I count to three and say, hey, it's me. I've never prayed before. And there's, I promise you there's no strings attached to that. We're not, I'm not going to call you forward. I'm not going to stand someone next to you. There's just no strings attached to it. But it's real important that you acknowledge that you are making this decision tonight, that you're not ashamed of it, but that you're embracing it. So if you've never prayed before, on the count of three, just raise your hand up high and put it down quickly. One, two, three, just put it up. Say, it's me. I'm going to pray and get right. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, if you've prayed before and you, you've run away from God for whatever reason it is, it's a million reasons, a million hurts, a million temptations, but you just want to come home, and you want to pray with us too. On the count of three, just raise your hand. One, two, three. Raise your hand. Say, I'm coming home tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's awesome. Online, if that's you, just send us a message. Say, I'm coming home tonight. And I'm coming home to stay. I'm going to stop running away from God and running to God. Because I know He loves me. So let's pray right now with all those online and all those right here in this room. Let's all pray. Let's say this together. Say, God, I believe that you are God and I'm not. I believe that you love us. You sent Jesus to rescue us. So he died for our sins. You raised him from the dead and he's alive. I believe that. And because I do, I ask you, God, by the blood of Jesus, to forgive me of all my sins. And I receive your forgiveness, your mercy in my life. And I say to you, Jesus, I choose you. You are the Lord, Jesus Christ, of my life. And I receive now not only your forgiveness, but the Holy Spirit that, that causes my spirit to come alive. And I thank you now by your word and by your spirit. You teach my hands to fight. You teach my heart to move forward and to fulfill the purpose in which I exist. And I thank you now. I'm right with you. I'm on my way to heaven and to the best life I can live in this life. In Jesus' name, so be it. Amen. Come on, let's thank God for how good he is. He's so good. Thanks for listening today. If you'd like to find out more about Church on the Move, like our service times, or how you can connect with us, you can visit cotmroswell.com.